Off late, I play catch up so often with my deadlines that it exhausts me. Additionally, I find myself browsing irrelevant content. In fact, my eye for detail has also been challenged a few times these days. Something that's never happened before to me. Why? I reflected. At first, I assumed that I was either demotivated or that I have become a dreadful procrastinator. Whatever my guesses were, the outcome was that I took forever to complete even some routine, simple tasks. Not sure if I lacked focus or if it was something else. Emotions are incredibly powerful influences. They often supersede rationality and logic. This makes it difficult for us to avoid their impact on our decision-making. But since each of us is naturally wired to be susceptible to the traps of emotional foreplay, a deeper understanding of why we feel the way we feel can help contextualize the relationship between our emotions and actions. Hello everyone, and welcome to Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections. I'm your host, Janvi Gurja, a curious people observer an executive coach and co-founder of Vital Signs Advisory. In today's episode, I invite you to reflect with me about why our levels of focus oscillate from time to time. According to the American Psychological Association, distractions are tasks or stimuli that divert our attention away from the task that we're currently doing. While we frequently tend to use the word distractions in the context of work, in reality, they can redirect our attention from any task, be it spending time with our family or friends or even ourselves. Harvard psychologists reveal the real reason we're also distracted is because the human mind is actually wired for this state of continuous distraction. In a study conducted by psychologists Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert with 2,250 adults, they concluded that we spend around 47% of every waking hour mind-wandering. Also called stimulus-independent thought, mind-wandering is an experience that is so ordinary, so natural to us, we don't even notice it. So when we hear teachers in school shouting at their pupils to focus more, it's normal to assume that focus means the absence of distraction. But in reality, the opposite of distraction is not focus but is traction. According to five-time founder and angel investor James Currier, top founders have inverse responses to distraction. As the world gets more distracting for others, they get more focused and gain more traction. I tend to think I'm distracted because of Instagram, Facebook, text messages, phone calls, and the thousands of other notifications beckoning my attention. But according to the research findings of psychologists Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert, the real problem isn't in our chaotic environment. In fact, it's in our minds. So like millions of others, I accepted the fact that I was also susceptible to find comfort in daydreaming and mind-wandering because it was only in that space I felt I was more in control with what was intimate to me as an individual. Ergo, Everything seems to begin with my ability to take notice as to when I would slip into the state of mind. And guess what? That's often very difficult to do. In fact, it's so hard that I've now begun to use cues in my body language and verbal communications that help me to remember to notice that I could be wandering. 
It's like each time the sign shows up, I stop. And when I regain my position, I walk back into my work or into my conversation. Therefore, my recommendation is that if you want to be more productive and creative and have more energy, you could try partitioning your day into project periods. While distractions may seem unavoidable, understanding the psychology behind them has helped me and can help you reduce them effectively. Neer Eyal, a lecturer and the best-selling author of Hooked and Indistractable, puts forward the notion that it is triggered by both external and internal cues. But for the reflection today, I would like to draw your attention to some internal cues because the usual suspects, the pings, the dings and the rings, are reasonably popular in their notoriety as external cues. For me, internal cues are those that emerge from within and are usually caused by intrusive urges, thoughts and emotions. Author Eyal adds that internal cues tend to be negative most often and when we experience them, we often resort to using distraction as a means to escape from that negative emotion. For instance, to avoid feeling fear, tiredness, uncertainty, confrontation or discomfort, I might engage in behaviours such as pondering about what I want to do after completing a specific task. Or, to avoid thinking about my personal issues, I may strike up a heated discussion on the aftermath of the tyrannical geopolitical policies and their impact on humanity. Over time, I have realised that in addition to physical and emotional costs, there are hidden financial costs which resurface as penalties for my distractions. So, if you are in a state of mindless wandering every now and then, I can recommend simple tips that help me and could perhaps help you regain traction too. The root of all distraction is inside each one of us. When we are motivated by freedom from discomfort, mental and physical discomfort triggers us to find escapes. This may look like escaping difficult homework by scrolling social media or escaping marriage problems by recklessly shopping online. So rather than reacting to triggers with distraction, let's ask ourselves, which feeling triggered me to do this? Write down the details of your triggers, the time of the day, where you were, your emotions, what you were doing, when you felt distracted, and the distracting action you took. When you experience internal discomfort, commit to fully exploring all of your mental and physical feelings. Trying to suppress those feelings often only makes them stronger. Therefore, you can approach them with curiosity that actually helps those feelings to dissipate rather than stay unaddressed. Additionally, look for transitions because distraction often happens when our brain is in the process of shifting from one activity to another. In these moments, we need to remind ourselves that it's okay to hold without any action happening as the state of distraction is bound to pass by usually within 10 to 12 minutes. The key here is to pause and be. Just in case you're bored at your job. What you can do is try to evaluate each task and then try to see if you can make your job fun by inducing tiny elements of play into the multiple nuances of your role. By creating stimulating challenges and breeding creativity, monotony automatically gets offset. 
let's say you have several emails to answer and this is something which happens every day to you try to put yourself on a timer race against the timer and tell yourself i'm going to clear 3 emails within a short period of time and if you do this continually for 2 to 3 times get up and give yourself a little treat either go out and get a coffee or respond to that long pending text message from a friend more importantly on a regular basis remain cognizant of the way you label yourself because when you label yourself as easily distracted impulsive or moody your behavior tends to align itself subconsciously with the demands of that predetermined label you have set however the good news is that you could also use this label in a positive way you can trick your mind by calling yourself focused or indistractable or reliable so that you will automatically align and push yourself towards fulfilling these predetermined labels which by the way happen to be positive so whenever you're likely to drift into la la land best thing to do is identify the trigger that sets you off into the mind wandering space and associate with it an emotion don't feel the need to justify or explain to anyone why you're feeling the way you're feeling just pause and stay in the moment ask yourself is it a person or is it an unfinished conversation or is it a situation without closure that's tempting me to be somewhere else at this point in time like they say behaviors are prompted by the deep desire to escape discomfort even the positive ones such as going to the gym when our phone alarm blares uncontrollably in the wee hours of dawn it's all about us being mindful in the here and now and trying to live a life with a little less regret hello listeners i acknowledge that adapting to new patterns can be both complex and tough but not impossible Many of these emotions play out their own charade making us feel low and lousy without actually knowing why. Through Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections, I feel comfortable exposing my vulnerabilities with you and hope you find a connection, a meaning and a way ahead just in case you experience something similar. If this episode of Reflection Through Clarity strikes a chord with you, share your story with us on our LinkedIn and Instagram page. Vital Signs Advisory, or on Twitter at Janvi underscore Gurja, and look us up at www.vitalsignsconsults.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next time, then this is Janvi Gurja signing off. Thank you for listening and being in the moment with me. Take care of yourselves, cause you are precious.